Welcome, 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 welcome back to the pod, baby. It's your boy, Don the Don. Thank y'all for tuning in today. Ah, man, we got a podcast episode for you guys. See, before I decided to dive into all of the fun things that we're going to get into on this podcast, I figured I'd give you guys a little prelude episode about who I am. So let's get started. My name is Dom the Don, and y'all can refer to me however y'all want. You see, I am doing this podcast for you guys. This podcast is dedicated to my daughters, to my family, to my team, you feel me, to my loved ones, to my queen. This podcast goes out to all y'all, baby. I know what time it is, why I'm doing this. This was a, um, a time in the making, if you will. So let's get started. Let me break down a little bit about who I am, where I came from, why I'm even doing this podcast, why I even have the passion for the things in which I do. And hopefully it resonates with you guys. And if it does, well, then you know where to find me. Go ahead and just uh, link the Instagrams, Dom the Don. It's OG Dom the Don, by the way. Uh, you can go ahead and follow my business on DMT Marketing Solutions, as well as the podcast at Sit Down with the Don. Uh, you guys are going to be on one hell of a journey with me because this is all new to me as well. So bear with me. Uh, just sit back, relax, and uh, let the story just kind of ride out. I'm not trying to talk your ears off and... Uh, Trust me, you won't get too many of these where you guys have to hear my voice. I'll make sure I got a couple of people on here that's going to really help you a lot. So let's get started. So my name, again, is Dom the Don, and I have been a serial entrepreneur for, okay, let me say it like this. I've been a serious serial entrepreneur for at least about the last seven to eight years. Overall, I've been really just making money, grinding, hustling for about... 13, 14 years in total, okay? Um, I was about 18 years old, and at 18 years old, my mama, you know, we, we got the island parents. Of course, everyone that's island is going to understand what the hell I'm talking about in this podcast, but we had the island parents, and she hit me with the my my rules or, you know, get out, you know what I'm saying, her way or the highway type of thing. She says, as long as you're under my roof, got to follow my rules. And I was 18 years old, thought that I knew more than what I did. I was one of those kids that was blessed to be smart, but also stupid as hell. So I made that decision, and I told my mama, I was like, I'm out. I just met a girl at the time, which was my baby mother to this day. Um, I met a girl at the time, and I, you know, thought I was a big shot, man. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go, you know, chill with Shawty real quick. Um, fast forward, though, uh, me, me and my partner, uh, me and my baby mother at the time, you feel me? We grew from that period to where we got our own place. We both started work, and we started doing the thing. I started real deal, kind of building my life, you feel me? So... That was, that was the game plan. We did that. Everything was good. Everything was copacetic. We went through the hard times of struggle, love, you feel me? And then she got pregnant. <laughs> and that was the biggest eye-opening experience that could have happened in the relationship, not realizing it then, but realizing it now. Probably one of the biggest bombs that was ever dropped in the relationship. So with that, we kind of just, we took it with the punches, you know? We, we went through it. I still grinded. We were both happy. We planned this too, by the way. So this wasn't like some freakly thing that just happened. It was planned. We wanted our daughter. We wanted a child. So we were at a good position in life. I was working. She was working. We were up on bills. Everything was pretty good. And it just felt like the natural stage of progression to what we needed to do. Long story short, she went through the nine months. Everything was wonderful. Everything was good. Healthy baby. Everything was perfect. Till it was time for her to come out. 
man, no, that that it was still perfect. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> a perfectly bright, beautiful Haitian Jamaican baby came out, and everything was was beautiful. It was great. After the bonding time between mom and and baby, though, the the midwives decided to turn around and hand me my daughter. And at the moment when she handed me my daughter, I, I was in my head planning for this to be a joyous moment because it, it should be, right? And so I held my daughter in my hand and I just started looking and I started shaking. And I, I didn't smile. I didn't. I was scared. All this nine months of planning and prepping and happiness and all this kind of stuff for this baby to get here and the baby's here now, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I was so confused and lost and scared. And it kind of gave me that eye-opening experience that I kind of needed to make sure that I, I saw everything for what it really was. So I realized in that moment that I have to take care of this child. Not not only take care of it, I have to feed it, I have to clothe it, I have to make sure it's safe, all of this. And it's like all of those thoughts just rushed over me. And a sense of urgency came over me as well, where I couldn't do nothing but just be kind of, I don't know how to say it, like, I don't want to say scared or worried or anything like that. But truly, I I did not know what to do. And so after we left the hospital, I realized that it was it was grind time, yo. Like all this work that I thought I was doing before, like all this childish behavior, all this the stuff that I was doing. I was like, I low key kind of have to change this. There's no way that I could keep doing what I'm doing and sustain this child's life. So I made a decision that day to where I had to flip that switch. And boy, did that switch get flipped! <laughs> My entrepreneurial journey started right then and there. Realistically, I took it serious that day. That day was when I took that thing. Beyond serious. Thought about it before. Don't get me wrong. I watched my little videos and I did all that other extra shit, but I did not take that thing serious until that day. That day I realized that I needed to do something. I got to figure it out. So I watched a lot of videos that I always talked about, you know, follow your passion and da 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 da. And you're going to hear a big resounding uh, thing or, or a resonating thought in this, in this um, podcast where you're going to hear me say that I hate motivation. Now, I do believe that motivation is beneficial to some people. I do believe that people are out there that definitely could utilize motivation, but I, I don't like that for them. I don't like that for me, and I don't like that for the people around me because I have a hard belief that if you wake up every day, if you're waking up every single day and your life alone does not show you that it is it is it is it needs to be fixed like if you don't wake up and automatically realize that you need a change like i don't think any dude on a stage or any woman on a stage telling you that this information is going to finally make you decide to change it like it may help to to come to that conclusion but the only person that's going to help you change it is you you got to get up. You got to want it. You got to grind for it. No matter what the Gary V's and the Hormoses of the world tell you, you got to get up, bro. Even if you do listen to what they're saying, are you going to utilize the knowledge in they, which they're giving? Are you going to go take it and are you going to run with it? Because if you just sit on your ass with it and you just listen and you just say, wow, this guy just told me to get up and you don't, that's the problem. Like, you get what I'm saying? That's the problem. So I don't like motivation. You need to realize that your life circumstances is motivation enough for you to get the fuck up. Get up off your ass. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, 
don't get me wrong. I understand that, you know, you can be beaten down. You can be tired. You can be bad. Listen, man, you got to want it. You got to want that bag. And if you do not want it, then trust me, it will not come to you. Yeah. So either way, I was listening to motivation. The motivation told me to follow my dreams and all this. At the root of it, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I didn't even know what my passions really were. I just knew that I had a passion for politics. I had a passion for 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 fixing things. I'm a fixer. I'm, I, I like to resolve problems. It's what makes me feel the greatest in this world is when you give me a problem and I literally come up with a solution for it. Like, I fucking love it. So that's pretty much how that went, right? I was going through that process. I was grinding. So I decided to... Um, change up my career at this point i was working in restaurants um love working in restaurants i think the highest position i got to was sous chef um and i am going to leave out little bits here and there of like certain stories and redact certain names just because at the end of the day it is important but i feel like they kind of deserve an episode on their own so we're going to tackle those by themselves with that said i was working in the restaurant industry i was a sous chef and it was great. I ain't gonna lie. I did enjoy cooking a lot. It was the restaurant scene, maybe not, but definitely enjoyed what I did, which was cooking. Um, but I needed a change. I was like, if I'm going to take care of this kid getting paid $10, $12 an hour, is it going to really cut it? We're going to have to up that pay a little bit. And the only way that I know how to up the pay instead of trying to grind it out more into, in the kitchen is if I go get me a new career, a career or, or another job that actually pays more than 11 12 dollars an hour so with that i said okay let me start looking and i was very good at getting job interviews i don't know what it was i just knew how to finesse a resume real good you know what i mean and so it always made it to where at least you're gonna call me like my resume is gonna be good enough to where you're gonna at least be like i need to hear this person out so that's pretty much what i did i went and i filled out a couple of resumes i made it do what it do started sitting down at a bunch of places the first place i sat down was a, a dental and vision insurance office and i started learning how to sell that they put me through a week's course of being on the phone everything like that training all that and now that i look back at it how eager i was to be on that goddamn phone it was crazy like i real deal studied and everything <laughs> And I took that knowledge and I failed, by the way. I, I didn't make it past the first week. I was told that I was I had a very good speaking voice, everything like that. But the comprehension of everything was just a bit too tough for me. So I tried to do it, didn't do it, failed at it. Um, I didn't pass. They paid me for my first week of training. And after that, I was like, OK, well, I just can't give up that may not have worked but something will work so i decided to go back in and i decided to try to apply again for some more call centers and things like that customer service work because that's really what i was good at in the kitchen i was good back there but everyone always told me i'd make a b server so i was just like all right cool cool let's try something in the customer service field ended up where i put an application in to this private medical insurance company that I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know anything. They just called me in for an interview. I sat down. They told me about the interview. It already went kind of left for me because when they were talking, they were telling me about the fact that I have to pay for my testing. They will reimburse it, but I, I still had to pay for my testing. And I was just like, I've never been at an interview where someone told me that I have to pay to get in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so confused. Like, I'm literally lost. So. We're there. She's to everything. They're doing the interview with me. They tell me the interview. I would name drop the place, but compliance reasons might get this podcast taken down. So I'm not going to say it. Shout out to Liz. <laughs> At the end of the day, 
I ended up getting hired there. I finished the test. I went, I passed my insurance license test. I got literally a 71 out of 70. Like I barely skimmed by passing that thing. But at the end of the day, I still passed. I did great for the first like month and a half. I was fantastic. I was going through training and everything like that, but I was just fronting deals to my to my uh, coach or my, my team lead, I guess, what you want to call it. And I was just basically fronting the leads to her and she would close them. I said, okay, cool. I'm okay with this. You know what I mean? This is fine. Then it got to the point where I closed. she closed enough to where she was like, it's your turn to start closing them yourself. So I'm like, oh boy, me asking for the credit card information. I never did this part before. So if anyone that does customer service, y'all know what time it is. Like at the beginning, when it first starts, man, asking for people's paychecks, I mean, pay like uh, credit cards and stuff is one of the hardest things to really do. Like, because it's just like, you're not really proficient in this yet. So like you going in for the kill sometimes is like, damn, you're going to miss them. And then that dopamine drop. Oh my God, I don't like it. Don't like it. So anyway, long story short. I went in and we tried doing it and for about a good the other month and a half that was that I did it I just was flopping man I didn't make any sales I didn't do anything so at that point I'm struggling now obviously prior to this you know you, you know your boy was was also doing his thing on the side you feel me them streets was getting stepped so it is what it is and I'm I'm looking at the fact that on this side over here I'm making all this money but I'm going to my day job that's eating up a good eight hours of my day and I'm not getting you know I'm not getting nothing out of this I'm like what the hell is going on I'm, I'm trying my best I'm blowing up phone calls and again the call part I was very good at we've done this a whole month before this I was calling getting deals in front of them all day now I'm struggling just to even lock down one deal. And I'm like, God damn, this is killing me. So I had to figure out something. So I went back to the drawing board and I started, I started basically realizing that one of the premises of the job is that we need to generate leads. So I thought about everything that they're doing. They're paying next gen and all these other companies to generate these leads and stuff like that. And I was like, nah, there has to be a better way. So I realized and I started doing some research and everything like that. And I remembered the day that it happened and everything, but I was just doing some research and I found out that basically I can generate my own leads. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I learned everything that I possibly could about generating my own leads. And then I tried doing a little something, something I asked about compliance, everything like that. And at the time, Facebook and Google had their, well, they still do, I guess. They still had their marketing platforms where you can actually run ads on them and stuff like that. So I tried a little something, something compliance-wise, you know, make sure that it didn't connect back to the to the U.S. Ooh, see, almost, almost, almost messed up. Um, but yeah, it didn't it didn't connect back to the company. So <laughs> at the end of the day, um, everything was copacetic, right? We was we was running my ads, and then I realized that the people in my office started asking me as well because I'm on the phone dialing, and they were like. You know, hey, can you run me some ads too? And I'm like, yeah, I can run you some ads. You know what I'm saying? A quick little five thousand, you know, thousand dollars here and there. I was like, okay, wait, hell done. Now at this point, I'm getting offered by my by coworkers to run their ads, and I'm getting more offers for running their ads than I am getting on this phone call. So I'm confused now at this point. So now everything kind of starts going downhill for the call side because now my focus is running these ads, and so. I didn't exactly know what I was doing to that moment, bro. I never looked it up. I just knew that I like you can use this system just because I knew how the Internet worked or Instagram or Facebook worked. I was like, oh, OK, I can just run ads on the online. Like, that's just what it was. I didn't know what the real processes and systems were for that. So I said, OK, long story short, I'm still running ads and not getting any sales. And there's a point where I was like, OK, 
maybe I can pitch this to the to the boss lady. And I was like, if I could pitch this to the boss lady where she could understand that, hey, I can generate leads for you. And by me generating leads, you guys don't have to pay all these third party companies. Um, you can just pay technically me and these leads would be private. These leads would be all yours. You won't even have to worry about everybody else calling these leads. It would strictly come straight to the company. She gave me a trial run um, of $1,000 a week. So I said, okay, cool. Let's see how this goes. And on that trial run, believe it or not, like I generated about 23 or so leads, uh, about 25, 30 leads within the first week. And I felt good about it. I was like, cool, I can actually do this. So I was like, okay, okay, like this is interesting. So that ended up switching my whole brain focus because I was like, well, goddamn, like, you know, this is crazy. Like I'm, I'm generating leads for this company. Um, and then after that, everything kind of slowed up again. Open enrollment time came about, and we were all prepping all year for open enrollment. Open enrollment, this was during the Obama administration, so the Affordable Care Act and everything just kind of dropped. And if anybody remembers that time period, boo. Okay, just boo. That's all I want to say. So uh, we waited all year just for this one little moment, man. And then this moment came about, and when open enrollment happened, all of a sudden, I still flopped. I still wasn't making any sales, bro. I was wondering, like, what's going on? You guys told me this was going to be the hottest period of the whole entire year. This is when people are just going to be ready to sign up. It's going to be easy money, right? Nothing. I got, I got nothing. Like, it, it was nothing. And yes, it was partially on my end because I could have doubled down. But it went a little harder. I could have put a little bit more work in. I could have, I could have did a little bit more, but I, I did it, and that was also my fault. And then we'll touch on that a little bit later as well. But I did it, okay. And by me not doing that, I didn't get the results in which I wanted. But what I did get was hella discouraged. I got beyond discouraged. I, I wanted this to be over. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I did. But so like after open enrollment, about a month after that, I kind of started limiting myself around the office. I started missing certain days started focusing back on things that I wasn't supposed to do you know what I'm saying and so that was that was kind of the downfall of that so I slowly started trickling out of that I'm still generating certain leads for them but at this point it's very minimal it's not enough for the whole office so I ended up kind of taking a break um and started doing a lot of work from home started generating my own leads and then calling them while I was home and then also doing my own thing so that's what it was and that was kind of the problem, you know? So after that, I'm, again, limiting myself at the office, and I'm out grocery shopping with the family, and then I meet this guy. This guy is dressed fairly nicely. He's a nice little, you know, suit on. He got a little vest, you know, a little sh everything kind of looking clean, right? So I was wondering, like, who is this guy? I studied millionaires and billionaires and serial killers for a living, and I was like, well-dressed man inside of grocery store. He does something. I don't know what it is, but he does something. So I proceeded to ask, and I'm just like, sir, like, well-dressed, you look nice, like, what do you do? He proceeded to tell me, you know, he, he works in finance and everything like that. So I was like, oh, wow, cool. Um, he was like, what do you do? I said, I'm a medical insurance agent. And so he was like, okay, wow, okay, that's really good. He was like, have you ever thought about uh, selling life insurance? And I was just like, no, not really. I don't know the difference even between life and medical. To be honest with you, I just sell medical insurance, man. Like, that's just what it is. And he basically broke it down to me and he was just like, okay, well, what license do you have? And I was very proud of my license. Again, I passed it with a 71, so shout out. I was like, you know, I got my 215. And he was like, oh, you're 215, not your 214. I was like, nope, my 215. 
And he was like, well, you just already skipped the hardest step of this whole entire thing. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, how about you come have a meeting with me in, um, at my office? I said, whoa, okay, cool. I'm down. Meeting at your office it is. Long story short, I go to the meeting. I find out that it's another company that I'm pretty sure I could say because I'm pretty sure everyone knows who it is at this point because they're kind of like a multi-level marketing company. So it was Primerica. So Primerica, um, I, I, I met the guy. The guy um, ended up sitting me down. He explained the whole thing to me. And obviously, it was a multi-level marketing agency or a company or whatever you want to call it. At the, at the root. At the root. Did they do the financial stuff? Did they do life insurance policies and everything like that? Yes. Their philosophy when it comes to, to life insurance policies, I don't necessarily fully agree with at this stage in my life. But at the time, I thought this was fucking brilliant. I thought this is amazing. It was right up my alley. Um, I was very uh, pro-black. I still am very pro-black. Um, I just also have some things that I feel like my people need to fix. And I do feel as though the fix does come financially. I do feel as though we, we, we will free ourselves from a lot of these shackles if we can actually get to the point of financial financial freedom. So that's a, that's my premise on that. But long story short, at the end of the day, I'm very pro-black. And so when he was telling me all of this stuff about finances, I just jumped for joy, my brother. Like, bro, I was so lit. I was like, yo, this is amazing. I can take this back and I can teach all my people. I can help people. I can do what I need to to make sure that my people succeed out here. I was like, this is fucking great. I love it. And so I signed up. <laughs> And everything was actually going pretty good. At first, I was so hell-bent in it. Like, I mean, so green, but I was so ready for this change. Like, you got to remember, I went from wanting to be in a restaurant, I mean, working in restaurants to wanting to change my life. And now I'm sitting here talking about creating financial plans for people and 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 changing people's lives. I was ecstatic, okay? And everything was going really good. I got the life insurance policies, obviously the multi-level marketing part. So I got a few people to come to the meetings and everything like that, signed up, all that. Everything was copacetic. And after after a long while, you get paired up with your team. And I had a coach. And at this point, I, I, I haven't generated leads or anything yet because this isn't really like that type of business where you can generate the leads. So I kind of put that to the wayside. I got a new career now. You feel me? I'm not thinking about marketing. I'm thinking about, you know, financial advising and stuff like that. So that's kind of where my brain started being wrapped around. So I put all those things to the wayside and I started grinding it out. And just like the last job, it started getting slow. So they told us that we can, we have the abilities to come up with, you know, different types of marketing plans and marketing strategies. And I was like, oh, say less. Um, let's get to the lab. So I started thinking to myself and I thought hard. I guess this is really where my marketing paralysis came in. And this is how I know my focus when it comes to business will always be on the marketing side because I just truly love the idea of it. I started thinking to myself and I was like, okay, so people need life insurance. And I was like, we sell an affordable life insurance policy. The issue is there's a lot of people that aren't educated about this. So my job now has to be to educate them. But where can I go that there's a large amount of people that need our services that also need the education, but also we need to set up the environment where they're willing to learn. And I thought about it and I was like, my goddamn apartment complex. I was like, my apartment complex had 358 buildings in it. And I said, hold on. If I can set up something with the office to where the office a good week or two weeks prior to this event is sending out notices and will create flyers and everything, just get permission to put it inside of the doorways and everything of all these people that may need life insurance, that may need help. I was like, this could be actually a great idea. 
And it was. <laughs> and I went to my apartment complex. They agreed. I went back to my office. They helped me set up everything. They helped me. My team came out, my coach and everything like that. And everything was really good. Uh, my first one was at Winchase Apartments in Sanford, Florida. That was my first one that I hit. And everything was really good. A few people came out. We got a few people that signed up for life insurance policies that day. Um, a few people that we had to follow up with. But either way, it actually worked. Worked so well, actually, that we decided to do it to the next apartment complex. So I said, boom, I'm okay with that. The second place that we went to, though, that's where everything kind of starts getting a little, you know, to the left. Because uh, long story short, realistically, me and my coach got into it, okay? Me and my coach, we're not going to bring it up, you know, we ain't going to talk about it. But at the end of the day, me and her kind of got into it. Uh, I was already kind of moving a little slow. I did have a great relationship with her overall, but... All in all, we just didn't see eye to eye in this one moment, and it caused a tear. Tear enough to where I just was like, I ain't doing this crap. Like, this is, I don't even got to be here. Which is, again, I was so stubborn, so young, so dumb. If I actually decided to focus and grind out what I needed to grind out, this opportunity would have probably been one of the greatest things in my life. Um, I was literally on my road, on the road to getting my Series 6 and uh, my Series 26. And I was trying my best to make sure that I got it done. But the issue lied in this whole, you know, the little debacle between me and my mentor. So after that kind of went left, um, I made a decision to where I just kind of started. I necessarily quit, but I started doing the same thing I did on my last job and started fading away a little bit. Started just staying back. You know, it is what it is. Moved back to what it was. And at this point, still making more money out the streets than I am doing any of this, I really just wanted a change in my life. So I decided to just, you know, kind of go back to, you know, the wrong side of life versus continuing to pursue this because of anger and out of stupidity. And I don't, I'm not a person that lives in regret, but it's definitely one of the dumbest decisions I think I probably made that day instead of actually sticking around, grinding it out and trying to see where this could take me. One of the main, oh, and also one of the things that destroyed me, like, I mean, destroyed me like these like it hurt me so there was i tell a quick story too okay so it was it was it was in the hype of all of this we were doing the apartment complex and everything and in that same apartment complex i had a group of friends i would call them friends or just people i knew okay acquaintances if you will right and it was the young lady i was friends with her but then she had her mom her, her dad and her two baby brothers and the mom we call big mama i'm gonna leave everybody else out because i said i'm gonna redact some names um we call her big mama and big mama was a very happy-go-lucky loving lady okay always outside always watering her plants really lovely lady okay but at this particular day big mama was outside telling me how much she let a gamble I'm talking big mama was going in about that gambling. She was, she loved her some gambling. She was telling me about the buttons and how she just loved pressing the buttons and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, damn, at the time I just learned about mutual funds. I just learned about what mutual funds are and everything like that. So I was like, okay. And so <laughs> at the time I'm like, okay, I found out that a hundred dollars can change your life, especially over years. I was like, I, I needed to go tell people this. I was so happy about it. And so this day, Big Mom was telling me how happy she was about, you know, gambling and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, that's pretty cool, Big Mama. But I was like, okay, how, how much do you spend a month on, on gambling? She was like, oh, around 2500 baby. I said, 2500 I was like, okay, Big Mama, I got a question for you. I was like, if you found out that $100, Big Mama, could change your life, right? 
or, or, or make it to where you never have to worry about, you know, anything. And I was like, would you do that? And she was like, stop talking right there, baby. She was like, just stop talking right there. She's like, I don't want to hear none of that. She's like, go ahead and just talk to him. She pointed at her husband. So I said, okay. Um, I was like, what, what, what's the problem here? She was like, I just don't want to hear about none of that. I was like, but you don't understand, big mama. I was like, I'm telling you that if you use the, uh, uh, I don't want to hear none of that. Go ahead and just talk to him about all that, that, that financial bullshit. I don't want to hear about none of that. She's like, I just love my buttons. And to this day, I still don't even fully understand how I could, you know, that, that moment just really messed me up. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. It truly, truly did mess me up. And it wasn't even the fact that Big Mama was the one saying this. It wasn't it, like, I get it. She's old. You get what I mean? She's a little older. And I thought to myself, and I'm like, I am trying my best to to try to, like, get to this woman to make her understand that her life decisions is costing her kids and her grandkids a future. Generational wealth was my biggest thing. Like I'm big on that, still I'm big on that. You feel me? So it was kind of baffling to me to hear that this woman did not want to actually listen to the knowledge in which I was trying to just give her for free. It's free sauce. I'm giving it to you. And then I sat there and I was like, dang, I was like, daughter, two grandkids. I was like, bro, there's three generations of people right here that I have to try to get through. And none of them understand what the hell I'm talking about. I was like, not even a single soul of them is understanding what the hell I am talking about. Like, it truly is blowing my mind. So I literally had to make a decision in that moment where I had to kind of, you know, draw it back a little bit. I kind of had to pull it back, pull it back. And it messed me up. Like, truly, that's where really kind of took my discouragement, you know, what do you want to call it? The My happiness, my my willingness to actually want to help my people and everything like that slowly started fading in that day, which it should have never. And I understand that. I was a weak man. But I just couldn't understand how I'm giving them the free sauce and, like, they don't even want it. I just didn't know what to do with that. So being discouraged from that, being discouraged from the incident with my office, I just said I'm appealed back. And unfortunately, I made a decision to go and I grinded. I went back to the streets. I did my thing. I stomped them grounds, man. And obviously, with all this newfound knowledge I didn't picked up, <laughs> I done 10X'd it bigger than I could possibly ever imagine that I could have possibly 10X'd it. So, yeah. And that's kind of how we got into the second part of the story that leads into how I got here. So, I, I while I'm doing this stuff here, I'm paving the streets and stuff, you feel me? Uh, making it do what it do. I really started thinking again about the marketing, you know, and at this point I, I still needed to have a job. So I was working for uh, one of my brother's friends that started his own uh, debt company and I was still working over there. So from learning about financial advising, I then went and learned about the banks, learned about credit, learned about everything, mortgage, uh, stacking. I learned about the back end side of banks and underwriting and retention departments and everything. I went and I learned everything about banks while I was in that process. And so while that was happening, I thought I just kept thinking about the marketing stuff, man. I was like, even though this was cool and all, I'd, I needed to change the narrative. And the only way I could change that is if I understood the marketing part. So I made a decision to kind of start doing some Google searching, right? I was like, I got to find something that I know that I would truly enjoy, that I know that I would really love to do. Um, so I really have to figure this out. And so I did a Google search one and that Google search was how to start a business with $0 in your pocket. That was the Google search. First one that popped up was on some Gary V shit that said, Hey, hit the garage sales on the weekend 
you know, refurbish everything, repost them online for X amount of dollars. So I said, okay, let's give that a shot. I had a buddy of mine's named Vic. We went ahead and we just did that. I went and got, did that, grinded it out. We hit the garage sales on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we taking pictures. We posting. We making a couple hundred dollars on the weekend type of shit. This was, you know, it's cool. So we kept doing that for a little bit. And on the list that I searched, that I Googled, right, the second option was marketing agency or just marketing, period. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, what is that? What the hell is marketing? I was like, okay, let's start doing a little Google search real quick, marketing. Oh, okay, so the ads that I was running, okay, the, the, that's a form of market. Okay, hold on, what's this? Okay, I started going deep. Oh, I mean, I went deep. <laughs> I'm talking nine to ten months of straight just figuring this out. Like, I just went nine to ten months of straight grinding, figuring it out, what I want to do, all that kind of stuff, right? And so, boom, skis. After I done grinded out, after I done did everything, I was like, okay, I think this is it. I think this is it. I don't know, but I'm feeling like this is it. And the first test was to figure out if my knowledge that I just obtained could actually be utilized. So I went to the company that I was working for that did the debt company, my boy's company, and I pitched it to him. He was hesitant at first, but he agreed. And the agreement was $1,000 a week. I said, okay, boom. He agreed to it. The insurance company before, they already agreed to it. I, I basically ended up kind of just, now I was like, okay, this second person, he's paying me the same price as the last place. Boom, same situation happened though. Like I was generating him leads and everything like that, but it kind of just kind of didn't flourish into much of anything. But with that, my passion for marketing kind of just it grew it 10x you know what i mean so i ended up kind of leaving that job because me and that boss got into it as well because he wanted me to scam um a 51 no a 71 year old lady uh to me it was a scam but i it may have not been i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get no goddamn people to come from you though I, I didn't drop no names but at the end of the day it felt like a scam okay and this lady was old she was like 71 to 73 years old and it would her her case was literally like 500 and something dollars and i'm just like there's no way that i'm gonna have this old lady who don't already have money to find 500 dollars or to take it off of her credit card to pay us for a service that we don't even we can't even guarantee that's going to really benefit her at this age he's 73 like you know what i mean like this is crazy so I refused to do the job, and that was apparently what I should have not done. Uh, 48 Laws of Power teaches it, but, you know, you don't really go against the leader to that degree. And I did. I, I refused. I said, hell no, I got integrity. At the end of the day, I'm not for the scam, no 70-year-old lady. That's just not what I do out here. I was like, you could do it. If you feel the need that you want to pick up uh, whatever you want to pick up and you want to go scammer, you scammer. But you're not going to have me scammer. So me and him kind of got into it. He didn't like that, so... Boom, I ended up leaving that job, um, cut the ties of running ads and everything like that as well. So, all right, boom. Long story short, I ended up really starting to just kind of focus on the marketing aspect of everything because at this point, I don't have a job and I, I really want to, you know, build a career. 
And so I kind of decided to focus on the marketing full time. And I did. I, I grinded. I did my thing. The first year I made $66,000 um, doing marketing. Uh, the second year, I think we bumped that up to about 120, I think, or something like that. I'd have to check my tax returns to figure that out. Um, but then the third year, I would say, I think it is, yeah, it was around the third or the fourth year. Regardless, it was, I think it was around the third year. Um, we actually hit our 200K revenue mark. And I was very happy with myself. I again, I went from literally nothing to 200k business. I was like, this is just as fucking dope. Like, this is actually pretty cool. But which leads us into where I started building out a marketing agency. Um, in around 20, 2018, 2019 is when I I decided to. Uh, I think I kind of need to move out of my house with this. It's getting to the point where I have a lot of clients and bank accounts looking decent enough to where I kind of thought that the next route was to bake it into an agency. I thought the goal was to build out a marketing agency, and it is not. If I had to give anybody advice right now, SMMA is dead don't do it um but it was dead even when i was doing it so long story short i decided to go ahead and i i, I tried to get my own office and i did i went and i got it off to this moment i would never again i don't live in regret but damn what a hell of a decision i made it needed to happen because of the learning curve that i had to go through but boy oh boy what a learning curve okay so i was okay with that i went through the process went through the lumps boom, went through the learning curves. And at the end of the day, I needed to go through all that. I'll, I'll break down a little bit. I, I hired a bunch of people, man, that really did care about me and really did want to be there for me and really did want to see me get to that next phase in life. Um, but I also was a very shitty leader. I was a very shitty leader. Um, we did good for about two years, about a year and a half, two years. Um, we were fine. Um, but it was a whole learning curve. I was doing more teaching than I was doing projects. And I had a group of people that were loving and were there for me. I'll never talk shit about any of them. It is what it is. But I, I had to rediscover myself in that moment. I had to rediscover who I was and I had to understand what I was building. And I, I went from nothing to being a boss, managing six, seven people, and my mindset just wasn't there. And I will admit my faults when my faults are wrong. I was a very shitty leader. But I also didn't have the people that were fully committed to marketing. They were committed to me. And we'll touch on that maybe on a later episode or whatever the case may be. But that's basically what happened. I, I, I had it. I grew a team. The team was there. But I was a shitty leader. And they also were there for me more than they were for the marketing. And that that hindered me a lot. And it made me have to go through a lot of learning curves. So for about two and a half years, we ran that office and unfortunately had to come to an end. Uh, thankfully, it was strictly due to permitting issues, but it wasn't. You know, once once one or two people started leaving, well, okay, well, two people left. Um, after that, I kind of just made the decision, the ultimate decision, where I kind of had to fire everyone and kind of reset a little bit. And that's kind of what I did. I, I took some time. I, re I fired each person. Um, I, I had to let them go. But at the end of the day, I had to bring it back to the table and figure out the problems of the business. And this is something that I really, really want to teach and, and help people with, because the idea of self-reflection is, is big. The whole thing of taking time to actually sit down and analyzing your faults, analyzing the good and the bad, realizing what you guys are successful at and actually what you weren't successful at. I was pushing the business into a place that I don't necessarily think 
my team was ready for, nor was I even ready for, because I didn't even know what was lying ahead. I was lost. Um, that's why you hear a lot of people nowadays on the line will tell you to go find you a mentor. Go get you someone that you can sit down with and guide you through this that's already been here. Because, boy, I'm telling you, that would have been very beneficial to me. My, my upbringing was brought, I was brought up by Nipsey Hussle. You feel me? That's who taught me how to buy the block back, taught me about business. And I, I mean, I studied other billionaires and millionaires as well. So I'm not going to sit there and it was just Nipsey, but Nipsey did play a big part in why I'm sitting here talking to you guys today. But I really honestly believe that you do need to go get you a mentor. A mentor is very big for this exact game. And I also had to make a few little executive decisions. Like one of them was uh, stop delegating as much as I do. Now I do consider myself the king of delegation. Like I will find someone to do a job real fast. Don't get me twisted. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there are certain things that I knew that I'm hiring for and I'm paying people for. I'm having 20 plus thousand dollars a month in payroll. Like I'm doing all of this when I'm realizing like these people aren't producing or these guys aren't producing the way that I kind of need them to produce. And some of this stuff I'm relying on them to actually do because they had the knowledge base in it, but they just didn't have the execution part that they kind of need. So I decided to, to, to kind of smarten up, wisen up a little bit and just decide that I'm going to kind of do it myself. Before I decide to go hire out or do all this other extra stuff, I'm going to go ahead and just do it myself. So I did. Fired everybody. I started understanding operations like my COO was doing, all that. So I figured, I let me learn operations. Had my editors and my podcasters, and I was like, screw it. Let me go ahead and just do it myself. Um, I went and just started each position. I just decided to take it over and do it myself. Kind of how it was from the jump. So that's that's kind of uh, how we come back here. We ended up moving offices. Um, I built out another studio. I redid everything. I completely am revamping and starting over. So realistically, this is the journey of a young black man that started grinding from the streets, paved his way from the streets into the office that I have today, where I am coming to you guys as a refreshed person, as a uh, my knowledge base has increased 10 times over. My skills in all of this has increased 10 times over. I, I have took it from where grew again, a 200 plus thousand dollar marketing agency. And I'm glad to say solo dolo, I'm still making that same amount of money today, if not more. I'm no expert. I'm not going to also sit here and act like I'm a millionaire that you guys need to be listening to and all that. Have I touched a million dollars? Probably. Do I know millionaires? Fuck yeah. Have I been around rich people shit all day? (laughs) Am I here to actually give you the perspective, though, of what it's like to be a black man in those spaces? Hell yeah. Uh, I want to be able to kind of give back as much as this knowledge as I possibly can. Even throughout that whole story, there's certain stories and topics that I left out because it wasn't really relevant to what I'm trying to get to at the point of this podcast. But what I really want everyone to understand is that this is a journey more than anything. And the whole point of this is if you could take anything from what I'm telling you on this podcast is never give up, never actually give up. Do not let the things that the people around you, their fears, their self doubts, their anything like that get into your head. Like I promise you, I promise you the last thing you want to do is let that happen. And I know it's very cliche when they say that, oh, if I can make it anybody, no, but real talk though, if I can make it, anybody can make it. 
Like, I'm not even capping when I say that. Like, when I say I have all of the things that you shouldn't have to make it in this world. Like, I didn't graduate high school. I never went to college. I have no degree whatsoever. Um, grinded my ass off to necessarily be here. Um, I've been a fly on the wall. I use my networking abilities to get into the rooms that I've gotten into. I shouldn't be here, guys. Okay? Did things in the streets that I, I shouldn't. I have done things in this world that should have not allowed me to be here to tell you guys that you should never give up never okay and my whole job my whole thing here that i want to portray like i said this is a journey more than it is anything and i don't want nobody to get discouraged and if you do get discouraged this is what this podcast is here for we're gonna keep it light we're gonna keep it fun i got a bunch of guests some of these people are the people that you may uh I've just talked about, you feel me? Some of these people have been on this journey with me for over 15 years, you feel me? So I'm very happy that I have some of these people in my life and I want to be able to kind of sit down with them and kind of give the perspective of what it's like to be from point A to point B. And I want you guys to come on this journey with me, man. So this is what this podcast episode was about today. I just wanted to make sure that I give you guys a little bit of my background, a little bit of where I came from, a little bit of why you guys would even want to waste your time listening to this podcast. And trust me, it won't be a waste. Like I said, I'm going to keep this motherfucker entertaining. You heard me? Don't let this episode discourage you. I just need to get the shit out. You feel me? Let's get all of this out. I'm going to go ahead and make sure from this point on i'm not going to bore you guys with my stories unless you guys want to hear them and if you do want to hear them you guys know where to find me on my social medias again it's at og dom the don on instagram og dom the don on tiktok you got yourselves to sit down with the don on youtube and you got you the the dmt marketing page on youtube as well as the dmt marketing instagram okay trust me you can find me all over the place man just take it easy and i'm gonna make sure that all of this is in the links and the bios and all that kind of stuff you guys will be fine you guys will hear my content i need to prove to people before anything that this is what i do i've been doing this for years and i truly do love marketing and everything marketing and business development i don't think i will do any other thing in my life besides building businesses and developing them while also helping individuals learn about financial literacy and how to take themselves from point a to point b I have the blueprint. I have every piece of connection that you may need to flourish in your business. I can help you easily to get to your first 10K a month. And I know I have the team behind me to help you also when it comes down to payroll, hiring and firing taxes. I even got the banker that you may need. I have a person that uh, talks about the bail group. Okay. You're a banker, you're an investor, uh, you're an insurance guy. Um, and your lenders, okay? Like those people there, all those guys right there, tell you, man. There's even probably something I'm missing out. But either way, you need your bail group, all those people that you may need in your podcast. I might even, again, I might have messed that up and missed one or two. I don't think your insurance guy needs to be in there, but he gets counted into your money guy. You know, it's your finance guy. You learn the right vehicle to put your money into your insurance policy. Trust me, you can get yourself a McDonald's. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the founder. But Listen, I've been rambling on and talking off y'all ears for the last, what, 50, almost an hour now. So thank you guys again for tuning into this podcast. I do appreciate every last one of you guys. And there's going to be more to come. There's going to be a whole lot more to come. Trust me on that. Y'all going to want to hear some of these guests that I have on here. Uh, but this is uh, the sit down with the Don. And uh, this is the Don. And I want to thank y'all again for coming to this podcast. Make sure to tune in, follow, like, subscribe. I'll see y'all later. Make sure y'all secure a bag.